What is going on, everyone? We are back. I'm your host, Rob. I have Tori with me. This is another episode of From My Experience Podcast. We bike, we bike, we bike. We have... Oh, what'd you say, Tori? Sorry. I said good evening. You never let me talk, so, you know, I just wanted to say hello to our listeners, and I haven't been on, so I just wanted to make sure they heard me this time. So, hello. I hope everyone is doing well. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to see the sun tomorrow with all that shade you just threw, but um, (laughs) we have a very, very, very special guest, Um, very humble guest, very lovely guest, very busy guest, very in my opinion, successful guest, um, a Claflin alum, had the pleasure of having a few conversations with her back in the day. Um, I've been watching her on the low and watching you succeed, and I'm just like, oh, had to reach out to her and convince her to do the podcast because I thought she was going to say no. I ain't going to lie. I thought she was going to say no when I asked you. You was like, eh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We are so I mean, I can say no now. Like, thanks. Uh, Gotta go. <laughs> no. Wow. That would be, kind of, be kind of funny. Mercy, why like, would you do oh, that? Oh, I can say I no. can't even introduce can you. Now. Just, okay. Well, just, gotta, cut, now. gotta cut this part out. <laughs> nope. It's, nope. It, wow. <laughs> All right. Part me, of the interview now. Let me try to say your last name correctly. Is it Chickawar? Sure. Chickawari. Mercy Chickawari, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity, or us an opportunity rather, to have you on the show. We're not gonna keep you long. We just have a few questions, okay? Um I am here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for supporting me and for stalking me on the low. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I will do anything for Claflin Alam Real Talk. So I I appreciate it. Okay. Well, we actually need to talk um, after you. Yeah. When I say anything, not everything. Not what? Li- I will do anything for <laughs> Claflin Alam. <laughs> yes, in a professional manner. We got you. you just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't take it there. You ain't got to take it there. I didn't. You did. Tori, you right, got a Tori, I, Tori, Tori is on my side. Let's just start the podcast there. Me and Tori, we're here because we both do PR. So there's that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Let's go. Mercy, can you please tell the people a little bit more about what it is that you do and what makes you special? Ooh, um, so I am a publicist. I I am a communications manager for the Women's Foundation in D.C., so I have a full-time job. Um, but I also do way too much and have clients on the side who I do PR for, so it's typically music artists and women-owned businesses. I also help um, run ColorCom, Women of Color in Communications, which is headquartered in D.C., and I just do different things. I volunteer for an African Women's Cancer Awareness Association. I do different video things like immigration chats with my immigration lawyer. Um, whatever comes up that makes sense and that helps me give back, that helps me connect um, with HBCU students, that helps me connect with women, especially women of color, I do it. So. That is the short end of it. 
What makes me special? Um, I feel like I'm not a one trick pony. I've because of the way my career has been set up. Um, I've learned to do a lot of things. So video production, um, PR, journalism, website development, graphic design, script writing, voiceovers, whatever is in the creative space I have dabbled in at some point. Um, I've worked in clubs. Like it just really runs the gamut because I've kind of wanted to try a lot of different things. So I think what makes me special is that I can do a bunch of things and I like to explore. You sound like a real true-to-life superwoman with that list you just ran down. <laughs> it sounds heavier than it is. This is obviously over a span of years, but, you know, you, you, I believe in just living life, and I, I think doing one thing great is perfect, but I'm not good at doing just one thing. Well, it's always good to, you know, have multiple talents and multiple skills in different areas. Now, I stalked your website a little bit, and I read something interesting that I didn't know about you. You were born in Tokyo, Japan, and you lived in Zimbabwe and Switzerland. So can you tell us more yeah. about, like, your upbringing? Like, how old were you during these times, and do you remember any of that? Yeah, so me and my sister, because I have a twin sister, Nayasha, um, we were born in Japan. My mom was a diplomat, so most times people meet us, and they're like, oh, you're a military kid. no. And they're like, oh, is your dad a diplomat? I'm like, no, my mom was a diplomat. <laughs> and dad is an engineer. Um, so my mom got pregnant and she had us in Japan. Then we moved back to Zimbabwe. So we're originally from Zimbabwe. Okay. We have Zimbabwean passports. We're still citizens of Zimbabwe. And then uh, we moved to New York and we were there from three to eight. Grew up in New York in the 90s went back to Zimbabwe, and that was a huge culture shock. Mm. I remember kids um, bullying us and making fun of our New York accents. And then uh, finally got acclimated to Zimbabwe, and then we moved to Switzerland and uh, went to high school there and then wow. graduated at the age of 16 and because we had skipped a grade or two just moving around um, the world and then went to Claflin because our aunt taught at Claflin. We got scholarships, wow. and um, that's everyone's like, "How did you end up in Orangeburg?" <laughs> that so, was one of my questions. Biggest too. questions. The yeah, big question. your aunt. I might have. Who was your aunt? Dr. Shatiga. She taught English. I think oh. she, she was still there when you were there. <laughs> yes, yeah. I didn't know y'all were related. So, okay. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. She's the most hilarious professor I've ever had, and she's still teaching. She's away at Fayetteville State now. Um, she's great. We used to help write her grade papers and <laughs> do all kinds of stuff. She's hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite professors. So we went to school. We got to go to school with our cousins, which was even more awesome. So um, that's how we ended up in Orangeburg. And every time we met people... We kind of, at some point, we kind of just stopped telling people we're from Zimbabwe and Switzerland. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, we're from around here. <laughs> people, like our friends would just get so annoyed because everyone's like, what? And, you know, we still get that reaction now, but it's better now that we're adults. Back in college, oh my, people would be like, do you speak Swissish? And I was like, Swishes. I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, it got real. That is... Wow. You yeah. Just, you just 
Wow, that's an interesting transition, man. And that's why it's always yeah. good to stay connected with family and friends. You just never know where it's going to lead you. Now, yeah, you, yeah. You furthered your education after that. You went to Johns Hopkins. I did. I um, so after college, Nayasha, my sister. Uh, ended up at University of Baltimore because she knew what she wanted to do. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. So luckily I had internships through NAFIO and uh, worked in D.C. government. Um, and then after a while working in, I, I was working at UNCF Special Programs in their media department. And I realized I knew nothing about PR because I really just admired a bunch of publicists. And I was like, I want to be a publicist too. And I decided to go back to school, and I went to Hopkins. Um, and it was a great experience. I I learned a lot. I think it's one of those things where you go from an HBCU to a PWI, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is different. <laughs> you know? What suddenly is you're the, yeah, what's happening? You're the only black student in the class, and everyone just has such unique experiences. So, um, But it was great. I enjoyed it. I did my um, my thesis on Barack and Michelle, uh, Barack and Michelle's relationship and the perception of black love in the media. Mm. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, I, can I get a copy of that? Yes, it's on my LinkedIn. The, the link is right there. You can click on it. Oh, um, I didn't stalk your LinkedIn. I'll, I'll okay, I'll send, I'll send it to you. But my only regret with the thesis is that I never got it to them in person oh so. there's still time there is i They're need to be better they, they're still here mm-hmm. i gotta figure it out so tori you got a question they live on colorama right off of 16th street they sure do um there are so many weird connections like i've i know people personally who have worked directly with michelle mostly but it's just one of those things where you're like, ah, people ask them for stuff 24-7. Right. I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people. Yeah. So I just know that my time is coming where Michelle will just call me and be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you wrote a whole thesis on me and Barack. I'm like, yeah, girl, let me send it to you real quick. Let me text it to you. I got so, you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that day actually happened for you. Honestly, yeah. like it's that's definitely interesting and it's, something that's still relevant. Yeah, it's so funny. I went to a conference and these professors, I can't remember from what school, I'm pretty sure it was an HBCU, but they did a follow-up to my thesis. And I wow. was like, where did you even find this? So LinkedIn. that was pretty rewarding. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or Michelle texted it to them. I don't know. I love that energy. You never know. That energy. People are watching. That's the thing. You just don't know who is. Wow. I'm glad you said that. That means I need to make some changes to this show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Barack is proud, has listened to every episode, and he's like, these folks are funny. That would be, that <laughs> would be amazing. Barack, if you're mm-hmm. listening, Michelle, if you're listening, y'all are welcome anytime. And please come back and save us. Oh, my God. Honestly. Uh uh-uh. uh, on you. I can't. I can't do that tonight. Y'all gonna make my beard hairs turn gray. Mm-mm. Oh dear. Yeah, they already starting. I already had to pluck a couple. Um, <clears throat> you create career opportunities for people, and 
what does yeah. that entail? Like, how do you accomplish that? Like, what is your process <laughs> or part of your process? That's an interesting question. I So I'm curious about what you mean. So I'm a journalist slash publicist by trade. So what do you mean by career opportunities? creating career opportunities for people. Okay. So I just pulled that from your website. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, okay. So now that I know where you got it from, um, so, okay. So I've done a couple of things. So with ColorCom, women of color and communications, my favorite organization started as a networking organization in DC. We literally had 35 members. It's now grown to over 2,000 members and a database of over 40,000 women in communications, um, women of color specifically. So I don't know, over the years I've spoken at different colleges, I do different events. I was the executive director in the DC chapter. So there's a level of visibility there. So people naturally reach out and they're like, hey, I need some advice about my career. And I have so many mentees now who have been like, hey, I want a my first job in PR or I'm trying to move to different companies. And because I've done so many events or so many activations or whatever else, I know all the VPs and hiring managers at a lot of these PR firms. Oh, wow. So I'm like, well, where did you apply? Let me reach out or here, apply to this job and let me know when you submit so I can at least give them a heads up. So oftentimes it really works and, you know, after a while they're like, hey, I got this job because of you. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Congrats. <laughs> um, or, you know, I, I always send people clients because I'm way too busy um, juggling stuff. I'm like, you know what? I can't do it for you, but I know a great publicist who can or a great marketer who can or a great website designer or whatever. So I'm always referring people. To the point where I was telling a friend just today, I need to find a way to monetize this because I have literally got everybody's kids some kind of job or something, uh, which I enjoy. And that's not Mm -hmm. what I do it for. I don't do it for recognition. But sometimes I'm like, if I've had a dollar for every time (laughs) someone got a job. That sounds like there's a, a financial opportunity there. For sure. Especially when you have value and you know that your work is of, you know, high quality, then people will pay anything for for it. So it's really good knowing your worth and knowing that your brand is something that isn't out anywhere else. And communication is huge. The market in this area is out of this world. Yeah. That's really amazing. Sure is. I'm just happy to see young people specifically, especially women who look like me, get those jobs that I never got. I never really worked at a firm until I was 30. You know, um, I was still just trying to make my own way through PR and kind of stumbled into it and tripped, tripped all over the place and fell down the stairs a few times and just kind of landed. So it's nice to be able to help folks. Uh, are you accepting any more mentees? I'm always accepting mentees. So, sure. <laughs> Who are you asking for? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk off air. <clears throat> okay, sounds good. I'm so over you. Don't be, don't be over me. I only have a couple more questions for you because I know you have to okay. go. Tori, do you have anything before I continue? Go ahead. Duh! <laughs> of course, of course. I'll just slide mine in there really quick. And I guess it's... It, it's yeah, it doesn't have to be quick, y'all. I already texted, so I was supposed to be on a call with my mentee like half an hour ago. 
I, so she just got a job too, as we we're talking about it. Wow. Um, she was frustrated and she was like, I really need a job. I've been unemployed for this amount of time. And I was like, Hey, I just got this opportunity in my inbox. You should apply. And next thing you know, she's starting on Monday. Oh, so, so that's why I'm like, I kind of have to go, but she's fine. She's, I, I already told her what I'm doing. So yes, ask away. So, yeah, as soon as I found out that you were going to be on, of course, I did my research and I'm reading and I'm like, wow, I like relate to this woman, like in a lot of different ways. Me being, because I'm from this area, I live in Silver Spring. Oh, okay. Uh, and I went to Claflin, didn't know anyone, didn't know what I was going to do, got into public relations after switching my major a couple of times. And you understand how multifaceted PR is and how, how yeah. much you do. So my question for you is how you created your routine or your brand or what makes you you. How did you find your groove in a sense? Um, I think sometimes the universe aligns and I think obviously God has a plan for all of us before we even speak. Um, but I was just I think the the one thing everyone should make sure they have is a great network. And relationships make or break life. And I've been blessed with so many amazing people and such a great village of folks who are like, hey, you should do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, but I was also at a point where one, I was experimenting, but I was also just kind of failing fast, which I, was the best advice I've ever been giving is to fail fast and just do stuff. So I reached out to this poet. I was like, hey, I'm going to be your publicist. And he was like, okay, what does that entail? And I was like, I don't know. We're going to figure this out together. Honestly, and, like that's how that's... Yeah, and then next thing you know, a year or so later, he gets this opportunity to do, um, to promote live music shows at the wow. park at 14th in D.C. Oh, the park! Yes, I work right around the corner from there now. And he was like, so you're going to be doing PR for all the artists who come in. Wow. And I was like, what? I don't know what I'm doing still. <laughs> so I That's a big was doing PR. Yeah. That's I was doing PR for folks like Bilal, who's now a good friend of mine. Um, oh, wow. Common, Estelle, uh, Joe, Donnell Jones. Um, Marsha Ambrosius, Dwele, Raheem, like all the folk, like everyone who's big in soul music, who obviously still are at Park and go to Park like all the time. And I would just stumble in there and people are like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm the publicist. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really interesting experience. Um, so I think from there, just knowing that I could do it, was a big thing and I just decided like hey entertainment is kind of my thing I love music I really love seeing artists succeed um I also really love working with up-and-coming artists because it's easy to work for well I'm not gonna say it's easy I'm not gonna minimize it but it's a it's different working for someone who people have never heard of versus right. a Beyonce you know what I mean um, so I love the rush of like being able to help build someone's brand and their visibility. Um, so I realized, you know, in terms of, in terms of what I was going for and what my routine is, is just, um, helping people who've never had a publicist before, um, and really helping people understand what PR is. 
Um, but making sure that it's in the entertainment industry and working with women, because that's just how my career has kind of come together. I just always end up working with women or women's causes. So, so it's it worked all out. works out, right? It all just came to I And the one thing, because I do multitask and do 50 million things, what I realize is that people get confused by that. So I make sure there's a common thread through everything I do. So no matter what I'm doing, it all works together. So with Colorcom, I was doing so much work. It was volunteer. But with Colorcom, I got so many connections that led me to the Women's Foundation. And even though I'm still pitching um, for the Women's Foundation, I'm still pitching journalists I worked with with Colorcom, you know, because it's all women-focused. Um, so it still connects there's still some synergies there and those worlds are very, very small and they get small very quickly. Mm. Where do you see yourself like, or your brand in like the next five to seven years? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm laughing because I never really have a set plan. Changes so much. It changes a lot, but I, I know that I will still be doing PR. I, I'm at the point where I now need to figure out if I'm going to have a company or not. Um, At this point, I might as well have one. It's just not formalized. Um, And yeah, so deciding whether to do that full time. But I I do know that I'm still going to be helping people succeed and helping people build their brands. Go ahead, do you, I mean, do you guys know where you're going to be in five to seven years? Like, sometimes I think <laughs> when we get to a certain age, it's like it's an expected thing to have this five-year, ten-year plan. But I'm like, how many people actually have one? Well, I, I'm i in a situation where if I don't have some sort of idea and have, you know, set milestones to get to those goals, I can, like, end up in a situation where it's like, okay, wait is this what I wanted to do or is this the direction that I really wanted to see myself in? So more so just like a, um, overall, um, direction of like the framework. You know, right. Cause PR is, there's so much, you can do your women's empowerment. You can work with local artists. You can have it all together, but it, it's all just on perspective as to you. So I, um, <laughs> I struggle you- with the plan thing because the older I've yeah. gotten, the more I have different and better and newer connections. And it's kind of like, what do I do with these? Now I have avenues open to me that weren't open before. So now something I may truly be passionate about becomes more realistic. So then what does that do to the things that I know that are my quote unquote solid ground? Um, I just know that... <laughs> I want to be successful and I want to do whatever I'm doing every day. I want to love it and I want to enjoy it is the ultimate goal. I don't really put a time frame on it because if my time frame were to work out, I would already be married with three kids and a white picket fence and a big old house and a beautiful wife who cooks every night and all that good stuff. But don't look at me like that. That was the old me. I've progressed. But uh, That that's where I was at some point in time, but right now I'm just looking for a new career path. I want to relocate actually to where y'all are. I want to be in Northern Virginia, so I'm working on that. But Come on. Come on. I want this podcast to continue to grow. This is like 
the most therapeutic thing ever. I love, love, love doing this. I'm going to probably do this forever. It's just like, and I think it's needed. I think it's something fresh, something new that people need to hear. People need to hear other stories of success and struggle and people out here not knowing, especially in my age group because I'm early 30. So it's kind of like a lot of people either have it together and have already like really have established this family thing or they're still out here kind of like floating. Kind of like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm successful, but eh, I don't know who's next. So yeah. I just like sharing experiences. So hence the name from my experience podcast. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. One last question for you, then we're going to let you go. Right. What you can you can do more than one, but um, what is what are some of the greatest moments of your career thus far? I mean, you've named some incredible people that you've worked with. You've definitely rubbed elbows with what seems like all the right people. And it's like, I'd be scared if I were you because it seems like the sky's the limit. Like, I can't think of too many people you couldn't scroll through your phone through and call or text and get whatever you want. So, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like. I, I think it's, it's really so, I think, uh, Tori, you probably know being in PR that there's an optics piece to everything. Um, I'm always very cautious when I post things and what I put out there because I want to make sure I'm putting something very realistic and attainable out. Like, I'm not going to post a picture with Beyonce and be like, oh, me and B, we're just chopping it up. But I think a lot of people do that. Where I'm like, you didn't actually chop it up with Beyonce. You just asked for a photo. So I'm always very cognizant of what people are posting, what I post, and what it really means mm. when I post it. Because, yes, social media can be fun in games, but people will legit be like, oh, I see you know Jadena. Can you give me his cell phone? I want to pass him this record. And I'm like, I just met him. I, I don't know him. <laughs> right. So I make sure I'm very, very clear on, hey, I happen to bump into this person and ask for a photo. Um and I think there are other people who are, and especially when you're a celebrity, they're great folks, but there are a lot of people who are very protective of their privacy or who just get asked for things so many times. They just, you just don't ask for anything mm -hmm. until you have that comfort level. Like I've known Bilal now for six, seven, no, seven. It's about to be eight years. Wow. And I'm probably now at the point where I'll be like, hey, can you do this for me. You know what I mean? Because you just want to protect those relationships. Yeah. Um, and it's also taken eight years for me to finally work with him again. I'm actually going to be doing PR for him, knock on wood, um, in the next week or two for a show in DC. So it's just, it takes so long just to build. Yep. So I would say, I think working at the park was one of the biggest, um, game changers for me because I was finally exposed to that industry in a way that is just not normal. Um, Cause normally I would have probably been at an agency where I'm getting my boss coffee while she's doing PR for those folks. Mm. But I was kind of thrust into that world where now folks are like, Oh, well here is my manager's information. And I just figured out how people operate. So that would be the biggest one. Um, the other one would be Colorcom. Um, 
because it really there okay so there are celebrities in you know music entertainment and they're like very important people in the PR space where I know that your favorite publicist favorite publicist and you know women specifically who have just bodied their careers mm-hmm. and to have access to them I think is just priceless um so to be able to reach out to the editor of Essence and be like hey I have this client and she's like okay someone will write a story on it. <laughs> you know that wow. is priceless and amazing or just you know when I'm in crisis mode and I need help with a client like there I have 50 mentors now who are on hand to help in some way Ooh. not formal mentors but you know like yeah. kind of like fairy godmothers which is nice. something we, we talk about a lot um and a, there's so many more but another one too before all the entertainment and color com stuff is um my first job with my first boss from Czech he was kind of I don't know if you guys know Eastern Europeans but their love language is complaining oh. <laughs> and he used to complain and whine and be like I'm not gonna do this website Mercy you're gonna do it and you're gonna learn watch these YouTube videos and then Mercy you know what I don't want to do this graphic design either so you're gonna learn for Photoshop and InDesign so I always credit a lot of my talents to him because he forced me to learn a bunch of stuff he didn't want to do anymore. So it really was a great experience because I think I already had it in me. It's just, it sometimes it takes a certain person to just get it out of you. So that helped me kind of figure things out and be able to, it gave me that entrepreneurial spirit. You're superwoman. Um, you know, I appreciate you thinking that. I do. I like, and I agree. Wow. <laughs> yes. Because I, I, I know how much it is. Like, it's a lot. And do all of that while trying to stay in the country. So that's a whole nother oh podcast. Oh, God. So how, I didn't even talk about that. Like, how do you manage all of your time and your, like, are you emotionally okay? Like, how do you take care <laughs> of yourself? Real serious question, coming um, a beginner. I think that we all work hard and play hard. I think that, again, your village is probably going to be the most important piece. And also having boundaries. I'm just now at the point where I'm like, I probably need to start setting boundaries because you can end up being too accessible and everyone get your time and then you're left with nothing. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think mm. I was, I didn't do a good job of that for so many years. But I think when you're young, especially, I always tell 20-something-year-olds, I'm like, you better run around as fast as you can now because once 30 hits... 27. (laughs) Right. People are like, oh, you work out at 5 a.m. You must be this. I'm like, I'm working out because I gain weight from breathing. Like, y'all don't understand. (laughs) Once you hit 30, you cannot lose... It takes a month to lose a pound. Yeah. Like, it's hard. It is. Like, we've been told this, but once you, it's, you're it's you going through it, that's something just, oof. So I used to be able to stay up till, like, 2 a.m. and do a bunch of stuff. Now, I just, I can't. I just try to do the, you know, work in the daytime. <laughs> I'm struggling now. But I still, I still, I it's like important to no big time. Wait, what'd you say, Tori? I said, I feel like I'm struggling and I'm nowhere near 30. 
Yeah, you better unstruggle, girl. Yeah, you you can just unstruggle yourself. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Unstruggle, and I think also it's just finding <laughs> it's finding what you're in love with, and you you won't mind at all hours. So I agree. Easier said than done. We are. And it's apparent through your website, reading it. I don't even know you personally, but you can get your passion and your love for why you do PR. Not just PR, but your reason to continue to push. And it's you can see it all over it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, That's gosh. helpful because I'm actually, I need to redo my site. Not redo the whole thing, but I need to update it. So that's helpful. Thank you so much. Of it's, course. It's an excellent website. I, I'm jealous because I don't have yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it is very, it's personal. personal. I made it through Squarespace. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did it myself uh, with a little push from a friend, i.e. the beautiful man I'm dating was like, you going to do this website. And I was hey. like, okay, I guess. And then, yeah, he helped me a little bit. Um, and then I was like, okay, I finally kicked myself into gear. Because as publicists, we don't like talking about ourselves. We're always talking about other, other people. So it's, it's, if you look at other publicists' social media and their websites, they're actually pretty terrible because they do it for other people and not themselves. Wow. So, yeah. Mercy, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and so grateful. We are so honored and so grateful to have had you on. Um, I just... I, as am I. Thank you for having me. Do you want them to follow you on social media? Any links you want to plug? <laughs> anything you want to plug? Time for shameless plugs. Sure. Sure. You can check out that awesome website at mercyc.com. And I'm on Instagram, my favorite app, um, at it's mercy c m e r c y c, I would say it's Lord have mercy, not mercy in French. Um, and yeah, I'm on Facebook, but that's just for friends and special people. So yeah, hit me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, mercy c, but everything's on my website. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with little old me and um, to check out my stuff and. I'm excited that Claflin is, you know, really doing well. I'm going to miss Dr. Tisdale. Oh, yeah. Um, and Alice, of course. Yeah. But I'm always excited to connect with Claflin alums. So thank you for what you're doing with the podcast. Well, thank you. We'll definitely post all those links under the video. And we will catch y'all next time on From My Experience Podcast. Peace.